It's Father's Day. Come on. Give it up for the fathers again in the house. Just in case you didn't uh, remember, I am a father of three. And so my wife gave me this, this shirt for Father's Day, and I absolutely love it. She was kind of, I felt like she was kind of nervous, like, baby, do you like it? And I was like, I absolutely love it. And so uh, I, I noticed we didn't have a whole lot of people who give a, give a lot of dad jokes, and so I'm going to give you guys a dad joke. Is that cool? Yeah. Like, y'all about to crack up. All right, ready? Y'all ready for it? How do you make a tissue dance? Hey, a dad, put a little boogie in it. Yeah. You know, I think the reason we didn't get a, as big a response is because we actually literally, literally titled it a good dad joke. That's actually oxymoron. Is there any good dad jokes? There's just funny to dads. And I'm a dad, and they're all funny to me. So uh, I am super excited to be here today because, yes, I am a father of three, and but six weeks ago, I stepped into being a father of three. And I have a, a new little one at home. Valentina Hope is here. Go ahead and put her picture on the screen. I'll wait for it. Oh, I'm going to wait for it. Y'all hey, going to show my daughter up in here. I am so proud of that little girl already. I am obsessed. She is my pride and joy. She's the robber of my sleep, the stealer of my sanity. <laughs> All the parents know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. She's actually pretty amazing. And I'm holding on to a lot of my sanity in this season. And I have to say, let me give it up for my wife, Corinne, who's at home with our three kids. Because if you've had kids, you know, wives. I mean, this is Father's Day, and, but man, she is doing the heavy lifting in this season. She is the champion in this season. And I am just playing a supporting role to her, and I am her spotter, I am her supporter, and I am just trying to do my best, and sometimes I'm just trying to stay out of the way. <laughs> so, I love being a dad. I love being a father, and this is not my message, this is free, uh, but I got thinking about this week, and I did not talk to Dave before today about what I was sharing, about what he was sharing, the hosting moment, but I got thinking about this week, and I realized that for me, and I'm not speaking about any other dad in here, but for me, being a father, being a dad is kind of like golf. Now, do we have any golf, golfers in the house? Ooh, like five? Man, hey, this, I'm already off to a good start. This message in Jesus' name will not be like a dad joke. Because I've already been blessed by this message. But... No, the reason, and I'll explain, and I believe you all be blessed by it, because in golf, you just really never know. You don't have to be good at golf to love it. Most of the people who love playing golf are not very good. That's just the truth. But you don't have to be good at it to love it. And if I'm honest and transparent, I could preach you a message of the struggles of a, of a dad. 
I could preach you a whole message on my struggles, and there's a lot of times where I just don't feel like I'm doing very good. And just like in golf, when you come to the tee, when you come to, to every hole, every hole is like a day of life. And every shot is like a moment. And you just never know what you're going to get. You have hopes, you have dreams of just hitting it straight down the fairway, putting once and having a, the desired birdie, eagle, or even the coveted hole-in-one, but the reality is you don't know. And sometimes you slice it, that means you hit it way off to the right. Sometimes you lose like five balls or more. <laughs> and sometimes you can't putt to save your life and you don't even get a score, you just quit. <laughs> and if I'm honest, man, some days I just quit. I'm just like, I'm done. I'm like, you know, but I've learned one thing, and this is for the, the, for the dads and for the moms. This is what has given me solace, and this is why I have not lost the love of being a father. Because sometimes you can lose the, lose the love of being a parent because it is tough. And I know I'm speaking to some people in here, but the one thing I've realized is God loves the mess out of me. God loves the mess out of me. God loves the mess out of my wife, and he loves the mess out of my kids, and he's going to take care of all of us. So by his grace, we're going to be just fine. So you can receive that for yourself, all the parents in the house, all the fathers in the house. You're going to be just fine. And now I know this is only my seventh year of being a dad, and so I, I don't, I, I get it, I get it. All the, the, the mature fathers in the house, uh, I know what you're thinking. You're like, boy, you ain't learned nothing yet. <laughs> and I realize that. I realize that. But uh, I am going to share a message entitled, Know the Goal. But I first want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in this place. Oh, you're so good. Mm, 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 you're so good. And this day we celebrate fathers. And Father, we celebrate you this day. Because David, David in the Bible said that when my father and my mother forsook me, my heavenly father took care of me. And Father, you are ultimately our father, and you will always take care of us, and you fill in the gaps. And so Holy Spirit, I just invite you into this place today to speak to your children that we want to receive from you. We don't want a message from man, but we want a message from God. We want to hear from you, we want to receive from you, and we want to be changed. We want to be transformed by your word this day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, so it's Father's Day. I'm a father. I got five extra minutes. <laughs> I'm just playing. I might take it. I, might, I didn't take it in the first, first service, but I might take it today. So, know the goal. Any of my goal, uh, you know, setters here, make some noise. You love setting goals. You got your goals written down. You can clearly define your goals. Uh, and, and, but I want, I want to present to you, I, lo I love setting goals. But I, I want to present to you that everyone in the house, we all have goals. You may not write them down. You may not clearly define them, but you all have them. We all have a desire of an outcome in our life. We all have a mission that we're on, 
and, and something we're desiring to see right now. And I want to present to you, and I don't want to take a whole lot of time because there's so much I want to get to in this message, but in order to know the goal, you have to know the season. In order to know the goal, you have to know the season. And in life, man, the seasons are clearly defined. You know when spring is. You know when summer is. You know when winter is. You look forward to fall. But in the kingdom of God, this life walking with Jesus led by the Spirit, you don't always know what the season is. And sometimes our frustration, most of the time our frustration, and I'm speaking for myself, that most of my frustrations in life is when I haven't discerned the season. And I'm wanting God to work over here. All of my prayers, which, oh, actually all of my petitions. Ooh, let me just start off by saying, there's a difference between prayer and petition. Most of what we call prayer is petition. Petition is, I want God to do something for me. I want God to move in the circumstances. I want God to change this in my life. And that's great, but prayer precedes petition. Because prayer is not God changing things, but prayer is God changing you. The very word, y'all can, can give it up for that. I don't wait for claps, so y'all just gonna have to go out there. And you have to interrupt me with your claps because I'm just gonna keep going. So prayer is the exchanging of wishes. And so prayer doesn't change circumstances, prayer changes you. And when prayer changes you, you don't need circumstances to change. So it doesn't matter the season of life. You can dominate every season of your life because of what's going on inside of you. And so you have to know the season and if you're struggling, you either don't know the season or you're struggling to surrender to the season. Because you can't keep the same goals and it doesn't mean you're not working towards things, it doesn't mean you just give up, but it just means you put more priority on what God is doing than what you want. Ooh, I'm already starting to preach. So the beginning of my message is you got to know the goal, and the goal is alignment. The goal is alignment. As believers, we rise and we fall. We live and we die on alignment. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he said, I'm the vine. You're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Because, and you have to understand this, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. He's not talking about the kingdom of this world because you got to know this the, kingdom of this, the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God, they're not just different, they're polar opposites. So it's important to realize what's important in the kingdom is not, will never be important in the world. The Bible says the carnal mind, the mind that is, is, is driven, that, that doesn't want anything to do with God, the carnal mind is at enmity with God. See, we all have a carnal mind that we need to be freed from. And so before I get ahead of myself, I want to just share from the scripture, Psalms chapter 127, verse 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Did you hear what I just said? Unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord is the one achieving the goals, it doesn't matter if you're hitting the goals. It doesn't matter if you're successful. If God is not doing it 
through you. So the goal has to be, I, I told you, if y'all want to clap, you're just going to have to jump out there. Because <laughs> I like to have fun when I'm preaching. And so, hey, it's, the goal is alignment, first and foremost. The goal is not goals. The goal is alignment. Because if we're not careful, ooh, well, actually, the ooh, what if? Anybody under pressure right now? Anybody under pressure? Who's not under pressure? Raise your hand, and we will hate on you. <laughs> no, I'm just, so, don't believe the lie of a life free from pressure. Pressure is a part of life. Okay? You want increase? You're actually saying God increased the pressure. You want blessing? Dave preached a message a while back about blessings and burdens. Hey, be careful when you say no to the burden because you're also saying no to the blessing because with every blessing, there's a burden. And so if we're, if we're not careful, we'll be running away from burdens and we'll also be running away from blessings. Oh my goodness, I'm preaching it here. I'm about to do a Pastor Julian. I'm going to kick. Woo. I'm just playing. I can't do that. Pastor, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, so when you say no to the burdens, you say no to the blessing. Right? So it's not the pressure, it's not the pressure, it's not what you're carrying, because actually the goal, you know what? Your life right now is the easiest it'll ever be. You realize that? I'm sorry to burst the bubble. Don't, don't shout me down. But your life right now, if you're doing it right, it's the easiest it will ever be. It doesn't get easier. There's an ease that comes to it. Because let me let you know, Children are a blessing, but man, those jokers are heavy. And I'm not talking about physically, although my son is heavy. Oh my goodness, that boy is like, he's dense. And I speak that over him. Boy, you're so big and strong. But it's, it's how, alignment is always the goal because if you're out of alignment, you can't carry very much. Little pressure seems, oh, Holy Spirit, little pressure seems like a lot when you're out of alignment. So if I had a, a broken ankle right now, or let's say I had, I had broke my ankle, oh, I'm speaking, if I had broke my ankle and then it got healed, but it didn't get realigned, okay, I experienced healing, but I didn't experience alignment, and so I'm good as long as I'm not running, as long as I'm not carrying. Oh, my goodness. I feel by the Spirit of God. There's some people in here, you, got, you had church hurt. You had church hurt. And there's a, a church hurt is actually a part of life. It's part of every church. Can I prophesy to you you're going to get hurt in this church? Can I, can I, can I prophesy to you? Because, hey, believing that there's no church hurt would be actually like believing that there's no hurt in marriage. There's no hurt with family. But the reality is it's a part of life. It's not the hurt that's the problem. It's the lack of healing. And I want to present to you today that you don't want to just get healed. You want to come back into alignment because sometimes we've been hurt and we think we've been healed, but we didn't come back into alignment. And so we're carrying those former hurts with us to where we are right now. And if we're not careful, if we don't come into alignment and we don't experience true healing, then we'll experience exactly what we did before. Amen. 
So you got to come into alignment. That's God's way of thinking. That's God's priority. And so I'm all off on my message. But that's okay. Holy Spirit, I love you. So the goal is alignment. And we have to come into alignment with what he's doing. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It says, we fix our eyes. We fix our eyes on what is seen. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. So remember I told you the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God, they're polar opposites. In this world, if no one sees it, it doesn't matter. If it's not acknowledged, then what is it for? If it's not posted, tweeted, retweeted, liked a thousand times, go viral, then it doesn't matter. That's in the kingdom of this world. And understand me, hey, I'm not, the goal here is not guilt. I'm not trying to throw shade at social media and posting. But what I am saying is as believers, we have to hold on to this kingdom. And we have to understand that this kingdom is polar opposite to everything that is around us so that we know how to operate within his kingdom in the kingdom of this world so that we can step into everything that God has for us. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 Paul said, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. So this word here, world, in the Greek, it means age. It means this span of time. And so what Paul is saying is, hey, don't be conformed to this span of time, to this age, because everything in this age is temporal. Everything in this age is fading. Everything in this age will pass away, but renew your mind to eternity. Live like eternity matters, because it does. And I'm not talking about just salvation, from, from, from being lost and being lost in hell. What I'm talking about is eternal rewards. And a lot of times we will give ourselves and we will grind for these passing rewards and for the applause of people. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, that fades. That is gone in an instant. But eternal rewards last for eternity. And you are going to receive rewards for what you do in this body. And I want to share with you in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Paul is talking here, and he's addressing a division in the church. And you had a, a, a groups in the church that were all centered around, like, the, the, their favorite preacher. Ooh, does that sound kind of familiar? <laughs> They're all centered around their favorite preacher. So it's like, hey, man, one people like, hey, I'm, I'm for Paul, I'm for Peter, I'm for Apollos. And, and then you got the, the real spiritual ones like, hey, I'm just about with Jesus. And, um, but there was a division, and Paul is addressing that. And he's saying, and let me read, therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. And let me back up. Before this, Paul said, I don't see anything in myself. 
that in myself, I don't see any ill motives. I don't see, any, I don't see anything out of alignment in me. But then he says, I'm not justified by this, but God justifies me. And then he goes on to say, therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time until the Lord comes. Because when he comes, he will bring both, he will, uh, both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. So we have to come into alignment to his kingdom so that we know what gets rewarded because what gets rewarded in this world will not get rewarded in the kingdom. And what we think gets rewarded actually doesn't because what Paul is saying here, the counsels of the hearts will be revealed. And this is a sobering scripture right here. This scripture has arrested me for years. Because if I'm honest, I was seeking the lights. And if I can be honest, these lights are blinding. It's hard to see in these lights. And I wanted the lights, and he said, son, son, no, 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 come to me, come to me. It's not the lights, it's my light. So don't trade my light for these lights, because then you'll lose everything eternity you'll be saved. the scripture says you'll be saved but just through the fire because it's not what you do it's why you do it and the reason God set it up this way is because and I, let me just go on and read first Corinthians chapter 13 let me paraphrase because we don't have much time it is Father's Day and so I let me not lie Ooh. I'm gonna try <laughs> to uh, let you guys out not early but on time. I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't lie. The Holy Spirit's convicting me right now. He's like, you know you're not about to do that. So Paul is saying, it doesn't matter what I do. I can speak in tongues of angels and of men. I could, you know, uh, um, have all faith, understand all pros, uh, prophecy, can, can remove mountains. Like he basically litters, lists a, 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 like the the most impactful ministry a person could have. I could get all my goods and even my body to be burned. I could become a martyr. But Paul says, but if I have not love, it profits me nothing. And this, you know, I'm clapping for that. I, I heard it. But he doesn't say no one will profit. He just says, I don't. And that's why Paul wasn't even tripping when people were preaching the gospel out of spite to him. Because he's like, I don't care as long as the gospel is preached because, hey, that's up to you and God. I am not going to lose my reward by letting what you did taint my heart. Oh, come on. I'm speaking to somebody. I'm speaking to somebody. Hey, the Bible says that, hey, when, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. You got to let it go. I'm talking to somebody here. You got to let it go. Don't let what they did rob you. And, and that's, why, that's why God set it up this way. Because you know what? The Bible says God is love. It's all about love because it's all about him. And the only way you can receive eternal rewards is to be utterly and totally dependent in alignment on him. Because you can grind 
and you can, can, can achieve a lot of things, and you can get a lot of applause. But I'm here to tell you, and I know this is kind of a sobering message, and uh, I'm not sorry, it's Father's Day. <laughs> because I had to start praying, oh, Father, if it's going to burn up there, let it burn up here. I started praying. I said, Father, bring me into alignment with you. I want to see what you see. I want to say what you say. I want to do what you do. I need to come into alignment with you. Every dream and every desire in my heart, every goal that I have, if it's not of you, Lord, I curse it. I reject it by fire. I declare it would not live in my heart, but let my heart be full of your love. Because sometimes love doesn't get a whole lot of applause. But that's actually what's rewarded in eternity because it's not what you manufacture. See, sometimes we can manufacture love. But no, no, true love, love that's anointed, love that transforms hearts, that only comes from the Spirit of God. And it's when we've received His love. And so I feel like I need to just encourage you. It's time to receive the love of God. It's time to let Him wash over all of your frustrations, and, and, and it's time for him to take some of your goals. And so I, I want to share about grace because the goal is the goal of goal is alignment because the goal is grace. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 through 10, for I am the least of the apostles, and I'm not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God, but the grace of God, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than, than them all, yet it wasn't me, it was the grace of God within me. So Paul is saying, by what I am is what I am because of his grace, and what I do is what I do, and I do a lot of it because of his grace. This scripture has been on my heart for over a decade. And I've said, I want to step into that. I call it grace-filled diligence. See, discipline has its place, but discipline's actually supposed to follow dependency. Because when you're walking in dependency, then you've received his grace. And then when you receive his grace, you do more, but it's not you, it's the grace of God that's within you. And self-effort is the enemy of grace. You in what you do is the enemy of grace. That's law-based thinking. I see it like this. The Lord showed me this uh, a while back. He said, son, you, you got to come into grace-based thinking and not law-based thinking. So law-based thinking, the law is this. It's you and your effort. It's you and what you have to do. It's you and what you want to do. That's the law. Okay? And Paul said, the law is the strength of sin, but grace, grace is focused on him and his help. See, grace, he is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. Paul said we can be confident of this very thing, that the one who started this will complete it into the day of Christ Jesus. And so the goal is grace, and the goal is God working in. In Philippians 2, it says that he works in us to give us the desire and the ability to do what pleases him. And so the goal is grace. And the goal is grace because the goal is the soul. The goal is the soul. 
Oh, let me, let me share it. Let me share it real quick. The goal is greater. The first, I know, I'm sorry. The goal is greater because you notice Paul did greater than the other apostles. Grace takes longer, though. Ooh, can I say that? Grace takes longer. It's a longer journey. You know why? Because the Bible says the testing of our faith, count it all joy. What's joy? Pastor Julian shared it last week. It's the recognition of grace. What was Paul doing? He was recognizing grace. You know, the problem we, most of us have is we don't know how to recognize grace. Ooh, and so when we're hitting our goals, we, we, we're not getting the joy because we're not recognizing the grace because it's about our grind and not his grace. And we need to repent. We need to change our thinking. We need to come into alignment so that we can start experiencing his joy because the goal is grace because the goal is greater, but the proof is in your soul. The goal is the soul. That is what matters to God. The goal is the soul. So, Proverbs chapter 16, verses 20. Uh, Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. The goal is the soul, and trust is actually the way that you get to a healthy soul. The goal is the increase of trust, and sometimes we increase results so we don't have to increase trust. We want the increase of finances so we don't have to trust God. But when we choose that way, we miss out on what God is doing in our soul because the kingdom, the way of the kingdom is the third John. Third John chapter one, verse two. Beloved, I pray that you prosper. Hit all your goals in all things and be healthy. But in the kingdom, it's as your soul prospers. So God wants greater, he wants more, but he wants more in your soul first. Because if there's not more in your soul and his kingdom is not increased in your soul, then you actually can't handle what he wants to put in your hand. So we're frustrated when we just focus on our hands and we're like, God, put, the, put, put it in my hand, put it in my hand. Hey, you said no good thing. Will you withhold from those who walk uprightly before you? Ooh, but the next scripture, the next verse says, blessed is the one who trusts in him. Oh, so happiness doesn't come from happenstance. Happiness comes when I'm trusting in him. So if I, if I come into alignment and I let the Holy Spirit bring me into alignment because the goal is alignment, because the goal is greater, I can carry more. And I can carry more because of the health of my soul. God wants more for you than you're willing to receive, but it's by his grace and not your effort. So it's, it's time to come to this place of rest. It's time to come to this place of rest because the goal is the soul, because peace is the point. Sometimes we can get all the goals, but... We're just striving for that peace. And we think peace comes with 
these things working out. Peace comes when this happens, when that happens. I'll be, anybody, if y'all say, I'll be good when? They'll say, man, I'll be so glad when, don't do that, stop, stop. You know what you're doing when you say that? You are literally prophesying good into a future that never comes. Because today, today never comes. You realize that? Because, I mean, tomorrow, I'm sorry. <laughs> tomorrow never comes. Because when it comes, it's today. And if you're not careful, you're literally, you have trained yourself to be discontent with today and hopeful for tomorrow. And that's why you're frustrated. Because you're out of alignment with the kingdom. The kingdom says, today is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So I want to pray for you. Come on, man. Three minutes over God is good. But I still got two. No, I'm just playing. Man, God's so good. God's so good. God is so good. So I want to I wanna, um, first, I want to first present, like I said, the point is peace. Peace is a person. Peace is Jesus. In his presence, there's peace. He will keep him at peace whose mind has stayed upon him because he trusts in him. So he's the Prince of Peace. And if you've never encountered this Prince of Peace, if you've never given your life to the Lord, I want to give you that opportunity right now. That if you want to come into relationship with your heavenly Father through the sacrifice of his Son, today is your time. Today is the day. Now is your time. The Bible says no one can come unless the Father draws him, and he draws you by the Holy Spirit. So if that's you, what you're experiencing right now is a drawing. It's what we call conviction. So if that's you, it's not an emotional thing. It's not, I'm not trying to, to play on your emotions. So I'm asking just a simple question. Is he drawing you? Is he drawing you? So if he's drawing you, you just respond by, just raise your hand. We're not closing our eyes. We're not, is he drawing you? Raise your hand. Is he drawing you? Simple. We're not, it's not about numbers. It's not about numbers here. Ooh, come on. This world, numbers here. 50 people gave their life to the Lord. Ah, really? We don't know. We won't know until eternity. So, we want to give you opportunity. If that's you, thank you for raising your hand. We're going to pray a prayer. But another thing I want to pray for you just feel in your spirit, you know the spirit of God is dealing with you right now. And if you're honest, you've actually, you've been living this season out of alignment, right? You've been focused on certain goals that, that and God is just, just dealing with you right now. And you want to come back into alignment. And you know the amazing thing about God's grace is it's about him and his help. And so you just want to receive that help today. If that's you, raise your hand. I'm not even looking. I don't even care about the numbers. That's between 
you and the Holy Spirit, and I believe that God wants to, to meet you. So we're gonna pray collectively for salvation. And if that's you, we're gonna end in worship, but I just wanna give you an opportunity just to come forward as a sign of faith, as a demonstration of your faith and trusting God. And then we're just gonna end this, this, this service out in just worship, giving Him glory. Sound good? So let's make this 100%. Father, you are our Father, and you take good care of us. And Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for sending your Son to take my place, to die the death that I deserve. I receive what was done on the cross. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. I give my life to you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Guide me. Heal me. Lead me to the truth that makes me free. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's children said, Amen.